Do you struggle to make time to write, especially because of your never-ending to-do list? In today's episode, I'm going to share seven ways you can make time for your writing and thus yourself. We all need a safe space where we can return to being just ourselves. Nothing more, nothing less. Welcome to Conversations with Parents Who Write, the podcast that helps parents pursue their writing dreams. I'm your host, Erin P.T. Canning. I'm a mom of two young boys, a writer, editor, and writing coach. My mission is to help you regularly make time for your writing, find your voice again, and confidently share your stories so that you can own your identity as a writer and be a happier, more patient parent. Hey, friend. Thank you for tuning in today. Before I jump into how to make time to write, I want to take a quick moment to discuss why this is important. For me, writing is my safe space because giving myself a chance to indulge my imagination and create something from nothing refills my cup. And that makes sense. Research shows that writing allows us to shed the stress that piles up throughout the day. Giving our inner voice a chance to be heard allows us to show ourselves compassion, process difficult emotions, and release them. So making time to refill your cup isn't selfish. It's proactive, because then you have deeper reserves that you can draw from to help you throughout your day. That said, let's dive into the episode and discuss seven ways to make time for your writing, and thus yourself. The first one is mindset. And you may want to walk away the moment you hear that word, but hear me out. Mindset really is one of the first steps that you need, because if you get all wishy-washy, you're not going to make your writing happen. How many times have you said or heard someone else say, oh, I've had this story idea in the back of my mind for a long time, or I've always wanted to write a book, or I know I should journal every day. This is why you need to revisit your mindset. Instead of all the ifs, the whens, and the some days, change the voice in your head. Tell yourself, you know what? This is something I really want to do, and it may be hard, but I know I can do it because I've done a lot of other things in my life that were hard, and this is something for me. Writing is important to me, and I deserve to have a quiet space where I can turn off the world and go back to being me, and that's okay. If you approach your writing from that type of mindset, it's going to move your writing, your journaling, your story ideas to the front of your mind rather than keeping them tucked away in the back of your mind. So mindset is critical. I'm going to come back to mindset a few more times, but let's move on to the next step in this process. Now that you've actively shifted your mindset, the second thing you need to do is look at your schedule with a fresh set of eyes. To do this, get an hourly planner or download the version I provide you in my guide, Five Steps to Help You Start Writing Today. You can find that in the show notes. Have an hourly planner in front of you, and then look at each hour, one by one. Get out a black marker or use a digital tool, whatever works for you, and start crossing off the times that are inflexible, such as morning routines, mealtimes, bedtimes with the kids, traveling to and from work, etc. Those are inflexible times. At least in my home, the kids' bedtime routine is set in stone for the most part. After you block those out, 
Then you can start to identify the gaps in your schedule, even just 10 or 20 minute gaps. And the reason why this is so important is because how many times a day do we say, I don't have time to write? A lot of the time, we do have these gaps in our schedule, but we're filling them up with scrolling on our phones and getting pulled into social media. We also tend to fill up a lot of those gaps with sand. This refers to the rock-pebble-sand theory. The sand and pebbles refer to those never-ending tasks like every load of laundry, the dirty dishes, picking up all the stuff around the house, scheduling appointments, bathing the kids. You get the point. On the other hand, the rocks are the most important tasks or your goals that you need to accomplish before the end of the day. So this theory explains that if you spend the whole day focusing on just the sand and pebbles, you'll never fit in those rocks. But when you prioritize the rocks first, you still manage to fit in the sand. Because let's face it, sand literally finds its way into every nook and cranny. I hate sand, for the record. I'm not saying that the sand doesn't have to get done. It's just that your to-do list is always there. The rock-pebble-sand theory also recommends that you pick only three rocks each day, and that's your benchmark for success for the day. Any sand that fills up the rest of your day is just bonus. So when you identify those gaps in your schedule, save them for your rocks and designate one of those rocks for you only. For me, writing is one of my daily rocks. Number three, schedule your writing time. I know that sounds obvious, but that's exactly why so many don't give this step the time it deserves. So now that you've identified those gaps, designate at least one of those holes, one of those rocks for your writing. Schedule that time for you, even if you start with only 10 minutes. Sometimes we tell ourselves that we have to set aside hours upon hours to write. That's not true. Change your mindset. Instead, start by telling yourself, I am saving these 10 minutes for myself, for my writing. I'm not going to get sucked into social media during this time. The dishes can wait 10 minutes. The laundry can wait 10 minutes. Dinner can wait 10 minutes. If your child explodes out of their diaper, that can't wait 10 minutes. Please go take care of that. But Blood, vomit, poop, and broken bones aside, everything else can wait 10 minutes. The fourth way to make time for your writing is to create backup plans. Parenting requires that we remain flexible. Despite our best efforts to create schedules and routines, life still likes to surprise us and knock us off our feet. You might oversleep. Someone could wake up feeling sick. Snow might cancel school. The kids could start fighting. You name it. So apply that flexibility to your writing plan. After you've scheduled your primary writing time, go back through your hourly planner and identify one or two more gaps that you can designate as backup time slots. However, you have to be careful about your mindset and how you view your backup plan. If you keep saying, oh, I'll just do it later, then you'll transform your backup plan 
into a procrastination tactic. You're going to keep pushing off your writing. Instead, tell yourself, this first gap in my day is when I am going to write and I am going to sit down and do it. And when, not if, an emergency pops up, by all means, go take care of your child who's jumping off the bed and then hurt himself. Please. But if an emergency doesn't pop up, then remind yourself that you've designated that time slot for your writing time. Save the backup plan for emergencies. The fifth step is prioritizing yourself. The mindset, the scheduling, the prioritizing, all of this links together. You have to actively choose to prioritize your writing throughout your day. Because, as I said earlier, the laundry's always going to be there. The dishes are always going to be there. The clutter of toys is always going to be there. Well, at least until the kids move out. And many of us grew up in a society that taught us we shouldn't reward ourselves. We shouldn't have playtime until we've completed our chores. And that's a great lesson to learn growing up. However, the older we get, the more responsibilities we take on and the longer our to-do list becomes. If you don't allow yourself to write until you've cleaned up all that sand, you're going to reach burnout. I know I did. More than once. Too often, we tell ourselves, Oh, I can't do something for myself until I do 20 million other things around the house, for my kids, for my spouse, for the PTA, for work, etc. And then our stuff, our goals, our dreams fall to the bottom of the barrel. I'm not suggesting that you lower your family's priorities down on your list. I'm encouraging you to raise your priorities up so that yours are equal to your family's. Because when you take the time to nurture your own needs, you have a deeper well to draw from for the rest of your day. And a happier parent makes for a happier family. So change your mindset. Give yourself permission to refill your cup before you tackle more chores. Instead of saying, I can't write until I finish the dishes, tell yourself, I'm not allowed to clean the dishes until I sit down and write for 10 minutes. Number six is accessibility. Gaps open up in our schedule at unexpected times. Sitting in the school pickup line, standing in line at Target, waiting in the parking lot when picking up groceries or hiding in the bathroom, we've all done it. So be ready for these opportunities. Keep multiple writing tools easily accessible. I love writing in a physical journal. But if I wrote only when I had a quiet moment and I had access to that physical journal, I would write less frequently. To keep my writing easily accessible, I store my writing projects on the cloud because that allows me to access them on my laptop and my phone anywhere, anytime. So when I'm in the bathroom and I finally have a quiet moment to myself, I can open my phone, access my project, and write another three sentences. You can also capture ideas on the go by keeping a journal in your car, using a notepad or your phone's note app, or recording a voice memo, whatever you have on hand. Again, it's all about flexibility. Number seven, the last piece of the puzzle is advocacy. I know this sounds easier said than done, but if you have the itch to express yourself creatively, an itch 
you just can't ignore anymore? Then speak up and advocate for that urge. Tell your family what time you've designated for your writing or your journaling or quiet self-reflection time, whatever you want to call it. If you have an active household, then explain to your partner and kids that you need a few moments alone to clear your head. You can say something as simple as, hey guys, I'm going to step away for a little bit to clear my mind. After I'm done, we'll do blank, insert family activity. This shows them that they still matter to you, that you'll be back and we'll focus on them again, but you need a moment for yourself too. If you put in the practice and you set up these boundaries, your family can adapt to this new norm. I've watched it happen over the last year for myself and my preschooler. When I first got back into writing, he would come over to the dining room table and try to climb onto my lap. I would give him a big hug and then tell him, I love you and I'm excited to play with you. But right now, my brain is tired and I need to let it rest for a little bit. So I'm going to write for a little while. As soon as I'm done and my brain has rested, then I can't wait to snuggle with you and hear your story or look at your picture or see whatever you built. I wasn't pushing my kiddo away. I wasn't being mean. I spoke to him with empathy and taught him over the course of several months that everyone needs time for themselves. And that's okay. For your little ones, you can also set a timer. Then when they seek you out for a non-emergency, you can gently but firmly remind them that the timer hasn't gone off yet and your brain is still tired. But always end that with something like, as soon as the timer beeps, I'll come find you. I can't wait to hear your story and snuggle with you some more. I'll be out soon. Just like writing, this self-advocacy part takes practice. So try not to get discouraged if your family doesn't listen the first 30 times. As you make this a habit, you'll build healthy boundaries and model how your kids can take care of their needs too when they're parents one day. And that, my friend, is how you make time to write. Let's do a quick recap. We talked about mindset, reconsidering your schedule, scheduling your writing time, creating backup plans, prioritizing your writing, making sure your writing is easily accessible, and advocating for yourself. I hope you find these ideas and tips helpful, and I really hope you give them a try. I know it can be a bit overwhelming to implement all this yourself. Start with just one or two, and start with your mindset and reconsidering your schedule. And to help you do that, click over to the show notes now and get a copy of my free guide, Five Steps to Help You Start Writing Today, so you can start making progress right away. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Looking for a community of passionate writers who understand your goals and struggles? Join my exclusive Facebook group, Parents Who Write, where you can access group writing sessions and find writing resources, writing prompts, and free weekly tutorials. Click the link in the show notes to join the community today.